Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and Christy is here with me. Hello, mentors. So good to be with you. So Christy, today we are going to dive into the topic around essence. And we're going to spend some time unpacking what is essence. Uh, We all have it within us. We'll talk a little bit about what has us kind of protect our essence and what are some things that we can do to allow this beautiful essence emerge within not just us as mentors, but also how can we support our youth? So let's uh, let's jump into this because for some of our mentors, I know for many, uh, this concept of essence might seem kind of foreign, kind of new, or they might have some other ideas of what essence is that might feel different from how we're using it here in the context of new pathways. So would you share a little bit more about essence? Yeah, I think, you know, starting with a, an understanding that what New Pathways is up to is how do we help our youth achieve higher rates of high school graduation, um, the possibility of uh, post-secondary education and training, whatever that may be, so that they are able to emerge from cycles of poverty and adversity to live the life they want. What we're up to and onto and what makes us distinct here at New Pathways is how do we help our youth achieve those linear or horizontal goals and measures of success in our culture, in our society. But we also know that there's more to success than achievement of outward goals. There's the success of being in who we are, um, being in our most alive self, the best parts of ourselves and letting that emerge. And essence is what is at the core of that. And so essence um, is the the core gifts, the qualities, the talents of who we are at at our very center. And it's hard sometimes for us to know this. We're going to talk today about the ways we get cut off from this, that all of all of it's a shared experience of humanity of getting cut off from our essence and how that's ever more so about our young people. But essence is really that tender part of us that we may not be in touch with because it's so guarded and protected. So I say that right now, if mentors are having the experience of like, yeah, 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 I got qualities. I got some things. We're talking about a deeper way of knowing ourselves. We're talking about the pure goodness that every human being is born into, born with. It's the it's the goodness, it's the kindness, it's the connection to eternal love that we are inherently gifted with at birth by being humans. And this is an important part of us because we start guarding up over it, which we'll talk about in a moment. But why it's important is we want to help our young people remember this essence of who they really are so that they can get up to living their best lives and that they can get up to living their best lives in truth and authenticity to who they really are. And we have to help them remember. We have to help them reconnect. And this is a difficult journey for us sometimes as mentors, as adults, because we too 
may have lost and may not yet even be reconnected with their own essence. So what might be helpful for us is to talk about why we get cut off from this pureness, this goodness, this inherent love that we are born with and what what disconnects us from that so we can talk about all the ways that it might be showing up as disconnection for our youth to help them reconnect today. Yeah, I was just going to say for mentors, they might be thinking, well, why would anybody want to cut themselves off from this beautiful goodness and kindness that's inherently there, right? Why would we, why would we do that? And, uh, and it's, it's because we've been hurt. We've been wounded in the past. Our essence got, um, yeah, it got, uh, tattered. It got poked at, it got, um, uh, buried as a result of, our, our childhood, things that happened during our childhood. So perhaps we really needed a caregiver, a family member to console us in times of trauma. And we didn't have that. Um, for some of us and some of the mentors maybe on listening are thinking, well, I had a really great childhood. And and yes, and that's true. And, uh, and there are so many other things that are a part of our childhood. And so it's not even just what happens in the home, but also what happens outside the home. Was I the product of being bullied in school. Uh, when I stepped outside of my home, did I see crime and was worried that I might get hurt and I felt like my safety was uh, was in jeopardy. And so as a result of all of these conditionings and things around me, I started to protect uh, unconsciously, unintentionally uh, on my own as a way to kind of, yeah, protect this this beautiful light that's deep within me. Yeah, Mark, and what I love about what you said is it doesn't matter our circumstance or background. This is a shared human aspect of just being human. And so I could have had a wonderful childhood, and um, but I brought home perhaps a paper or a, a, a homework assignment where I'd made an A. And even though it may feel superficial for us to say, yeah, I remember my parent not acknowledging that and it really hurt, but that's not big deal to what our kids at New Pathways experience and suffer. The point is, is we all know suffering. We all know something that has wounded this very tenderness, this very goodness. And the theory is that that oftentimes happens somewhere before the age of seven to 10. Um, and so understanding that we all have this wounded part and this wounded part in all of its its love and its tenderness, it got hurt. And what we do is we say, I never want to, whether it's conscious or unconscious, I never want to feel that kind of hurt again. I never want to feel that kind of pain. I never want to disappoint someone the way that that look of disappointment came to me. I never want to feel that alone again. I never want to feel that unsafe again. So mentors, if you're picking up, you're hearing unconscious story in that. I never want to feel that again. So I guard myself up against it. And we've looked at the ways that we guard ourselves um, in this way. We can guard by being moving toward something, by starting to become a aggressive or more assertive personality type. We guard our this essence, this tenderness, so it never feels hurt again by moving away, withdrawing uh, into ourselves. Or um, we might be moving against against it. Um, we start to resist things in our life and we just become really contra- contrary as a way, a pattern, a personality type to protect that essence, to guard against it. And so I share that uh, as a way then for us to explore 
what might be those behaviors we see in ourselves or our young people? What might be those mindsets, those moods, those personality traits that are all symptoms or patterns of guarding our essence? So Mark, could you tell us about some of the ways that, we, uh, that we've explored and just kind of, these won't be new to mentors, but there'll be a reminder of how they fit into this concept of how we cut our essence so that we can actually start reconnecting to it so that life can blossom from there. Yeah, you had shared that um, patterns are very much a way of, of uh, cutting us off from our essence. And so um, we get triggered, something happens, something occurs, and we're remembered Some, somewhere inside of us, something is, is reminded about our wounding. And so it could be in our body, it could be our emotions, right? Our, our thoughts are, start to flow, um, but we remember, um, even though we may not really notice in the moment. And so then we have this triggered response and, and then we go into a way of being uh, that we normally do with this triggered. So we show up a certain way, we react uh, in a certain way, we maybe isolate ourselves, maybe we get really combative, uh, maybe we beget, become very pleasing. There's so many different ways that we can show up, uh, but these patterns uh, can cut us off because we go into our normal way of being. And again, it's a way of protecting ourselves. We, we've been triggered, we don't wanna feel that that state of uncomfortableness. And so we show up in a way to try to, to change that state of being and state of how we feel. Also, I would, I would share that uh, when we go below the line in the dreaded drama triangle, that's also another way that we cut ourselves off from our essence uh, because we step away from the creator within and we fall into one of the roles of victim or persecutor or rescuer. Uh, but, but underlying all of that is this sense of fear. And again, and that fear is trying to protect us. And so then I'm going to show up in this way. Yeah, we can be in that feeling of fear or the feeling of shame and guilt um, or the feeling of aloneness, right? And so we, we get caught up in, I don't want to feel that. So let me go uh, get into the drama of victim or persecutor uh, or, or rescuer, instead of staying in, I have capabilities, I have agency about myself that I can make choices to move beyond that. Um, but we're so caught in the loss of ourselves, the forgetfulness of ourselves and who we really are, that we drop into those pieces. There's other, other ways that shows up, like in our mood, that we might see mood in our youth and be really frustrated, annoyed with mood. I know I have with my youth. It's like, gosh, couldn't you just be a little bit more optimistic today? Um, but mood is a really important understanding about the way it protects us, the way it guards us, the way it, it covers over the hurt and the wounding. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Mark? Yeah, and so, you know, our worldview, our perspective, how we see things can influence um, really who we think we are and what's possible for us. And based on my experiences, based on my mindsets, based on my relationships, um, I see the world a certain way. And as a result of seeing the world a certain way, it can bring about this, this sense of, of, of mood for me and how I... I might sense that, you know, the world is really an, an unsafe place. And so my mood is really one of kind of solemn or sorrow. Um, 
and, and I just have that kind of those glasses on those lenses in which I see the world. And so if I, if I'm in this mood, then I continue to show up uh, in a certain way. And so like your point, I'm not showing up cheerful and optimistic and joyful. Uh, I'm probably a little bit more reserved, a little more passive, maybe alert as a result of this mood. I think one of the other ways we get cut off from essence is in that fear we can, um, as we've talked about, over-rely on what we do know, our current skill sets, or over-rely on what structures of support or what supports we think we have in our life without really examining if those skills or those knowledge sets or those supports are actually really supporting us being in touch with our best selves, our essence. So we might actually surround ourselves with the skills, with the people that keep us in the disconnection of our essence. And so um, we may not we may not be able to evolve because those skills, those structures we rely on keep us disconnected from our goodness, from our inherent love and care for ourselves and others in the world. So mentors, as you listen to all these ways that you get cut off, one of the distinctions we make in our program to be able to talk very quickly about this or metaphorically about this is unconscious story. All of the things that Mark has just described to us from patterns and the drama triangle, our mood, our skills, our structures of support, get they get lived out and lived within the unconscious story. So we call this unconscious story here at New Pathways as an understanding of the lie that we took on to protect our tender essence so that we would never feel that wounding and that hurt again. So maybe I'm alone and I felt alone in that hurt moment. And so now I believe I'm alone. And if I act as if I'm alone, it's doing the very opposite thing it was intended to do which is to protect me. It now becomes as I've aged and, and grown and evolved the thing that no longer serves me. So these are the ways that we are bringing to you today to start to unveil, to start to see with a new lens, a new set of glasses, your young person that you're matched with. Because we can get so frustrated with their patterns, with their lack of skills, with the supports they keep surrounding themselves with, with their moods. We can get so frustrated with that. We forget that underneath that is this tender part of them that is full of goodness. And if they can't remember it, our job as mentors and part of the design of the New Pathways program is how do we help them start remembering it in time? And what's unique about this ability to see essence in someone else and the way we're talking about it is it begins with the skill and the capacity for us as adults to see it in ourselves. So if we can't touch into our own goodness, our own kindness, our own inherent love, our own infinite understanding of our belonging purpose in this world, we will miss it in our young people. So this is where we ask you as a mentor to pause be really attuned to your unconscious story, to really understand the emotions, the patterns, and how it's cutting perhaps us off as adults from our own essence. Can we reconnect to that so we can find the journey and help our young people navigate that journey? 
So understanding that it is the why, the thing we've told ourselves to, the very thing that we're trying to be in the practice of as an unconscious story to protect our essence is the thing that is in fact keeping us from it in today's way of being. So can we connect into our own essence to help our young people remember theirs? So what we want to invite us as mentors, and I keep, I keep using that phrase today, we're inviting our mentors. Can we acknowledge that every human being has this kind of hurt, that we ourselves have it? If I can see that in my partner, in my coworker, in my boss, in my parents, uh, and my brother and my sister and my own children, if I can see that and know that that's something we share in common as human beings, then I get to start to see each other's tenderness. I get to start looking at people more tenderly, more kindly, more forgiving. But to be able to do that, to be able to see beyond the patterns, to be able to see beyond this mood, this story, um, the way this person has a behaving of guarding themselves, I have to really be able to sense into my own. So Mark, perhaps you could help us understand what some of the supports are of working with the unconscious story so that we can get through that and into this deeper part of ourselves full of essence and love and goodness. Yeah, I think it's really important and critical that we step back and notice and tap into our witness and allow ourselves to really sense in what's happening for us. You know, I, I think for me, I, I'm, I'm caught on quite quickly to when my unconscious story emerges and when it shows up. And, and I know I have sometimes that gut reaction of like judgment and like, oh, why am I telling myself this again? And why am I feeling this way? And how can I just step back and just notice like, what might be causing that? What might I be feeling? Where am I feeling it? What's leading to this? And doing it in a really compassionate way. Um, you know, again, now I've been on this journey for over five years of, of focusing on personal development in this way. And, and it's like, oh, why can't I just not tell myself that anymore and not feel that? And recognizing that this is something that's really deep and something that's um, been protecting, you know, the story has been helping to try to protect me for many years. And how can I just be curious about it, be open to it, and, and just sense in? Um, there might be something there that I see this time that I didn't see before. I might be able to um, invite myself to release it and let go. And, and a lot of that compassion that I have for myself can start to do that. Okay, I'm, I'm human and I'm telling myself this. And what's bringing this about? Oh, it's this fear. It's this uncertainty. It's this uncomfortableness. Okay, got it. And I might be able to feel myself getting softer and um, allowing it to kind of subside. Also, you know, we can remind ourselves about all of the amazing qualities that we do have. And so essence is this deeper goodness and kindness. And all of these other qualities that I have are what allow me to show up in a way that invites the essence to emerge. And so if I can really sense into what are these beautiful qualities that I have and how can I let them show up? It invites me to be more open, more present, more connected. And it allows um, me to start to get a glimpse into what that deeper goodness, kindness is there, not just within me, but as I open myself up through showing up as these amazing qualities, I also start to get a sense and a glimpse into others 
and see their own essence that's deep down, even when they're guarded and protected and all of their automatic patterns might be showing up. So we have declarations in our program, which are three adjectives that start to describe qualities that before the intensive retreat, we may not have known were part of us, or we may have heard them, but not believe them. So declaration becomes an entryway. It's not the end result to essence, but it's the entryway into essence of starting to tap into those qualities within us that bring about living our best selves. And as mentors, when we can help our youth start with their declaration and, and point out all the ways those three adjectives are living within them with living even when they think they're so far from being those, can we see into those and how they're present in any situation? That's how we start to ourselves see beyond and see even deeper into the goodness and the deep love that's there. I have a quick story about this, Mark, that might give an example of this. I was working with someone recently and I was really beating myself up. And I said, you know, I, I have this unreal expectation of um, this person in my life, this, this personal relationship. And uh, I feel really annoyed that they're not doing the thing I want them to do. And, um, and I was beating myself up because I felt the judgment and I was telling myself I was judgmental. And there was this moment where they looked at me and they said, well, I hear judgment, but what I hear beneath that is a deep love and care for the person that you're talking about. And it was like a whoa, right? Like there's just something about me that softened in that moment and remembered, yeah, my outward pattern, my unconscious story was I got to fix it. I got to be responsible for this person. I got to make it happen. If I can do all that, then I'll be safer in the world. I'll be more valuable in the world. And it, when they reminded me that, oh, you just really love and care about this person, it was so permission giving to just keep loving to keep caring, that there was maybe nothing more to do than just keep showing up for this person in love and care. And it was permission to not judge myself for the judgment I held, but to see beyond myself into my own essence of love and care. So that's what we're talking about here that declaration does. It gives us an, an, a look into or a peek through the door of what's really the qualities going on with our youth or ourselves so that we can then fully step through the door and see a whole nother dimension. So as we work with these ways that you've given us to support us in working through unconscious story to see beyond it and see into essence and start tapping into knocking on that door of our young people of let, let's let essence come through. Um, what are our call to actions from today? Well, as always, we invite you to reflect on your own key takeaways. What resonated with you? What are you curious about? Uh, what maybe felt contradictory? Um, so just what came up for you in this podcast? And we'll invite you to really just take it in and, and reflect on, you know, different situations, maybe a recent situation where you noticed that you had some automatic patterns or ways of being Perhaps you were triggered in a conversation or in a relationship um, and even start to, to sense into might my unconscious story have been at play um, and, and just think about it, reflect on it, be with it and um, just notice that it, it happens. It's very natural and normal um, and it's going to continue to happen. 
And as Christy pointed out, our declaration is a powerful distinction that um, really starts to help us to sense into uh, the beauty that's within us. And so what is your declaration? Maybe you haven't tapped into it lately, you haven't looked at it lately, but what are those three qualities, three of many qualities that you really want to show up as that, you know, we're there and maybe think about your mentoring relationship and what's next in this next chapter with you and your youth. Who are you? Who do you want to be? Um, it becomes again, one of the many tools that we have when we do cut ourselves off um, from essence. And another call to action here is as you're with your youth in the next month, can you really see them? Can you see into their declarations and how they are there, what's underlying them and what's deeper for them. So can you start to sense into this with your young person so that you can help them remember who they are? And so we invite you to connect to their program coordinator, share all that you're sensing into, noticing, observing around your own unconscious story, essence, automatic patterns, and what you intend to do and how you intend to support your youth in sensing into their own essence and seeing the goodness and the kindness that is in them, just like it's inside all of us. And when that shines, we're all living our best lives. And so we thank you for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.